Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. The marvelous galaxy. The uh, Disney, yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. My name's Sean. This is Alan. And we have a guest today. I'm so excited. Yay. Hi, Kevin. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you look excited, too. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't stand it. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you're on one of our flagship episodes all the way back in February, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. And of it course, we have time. our own podcast. So I talk to you every week. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. But, you know, it's always a pleasure. Always a great time. Yeah. So we have uh, a lot on the docket today. So Kevin's going to talk to us about his trip to Walt Disney World. We also have a Kingdom Hearts timeline for you because it's the easiest game to follow. Like it's so easy <laughs> just to talk about. Um, we're going to rank Star Wars Visions from our favorite episode to our least favorite. We've got the What If spoiler review for you, a Venom Let There Be Carnage spoiler free review. We got a ton. So I'm excited. So much. I mean, like every week you have the news of the, the century, I think. But <laughs> I know every week is the same. Here's behind the scenes. Uh, neither of us add to the docket until like Wednesday or Thursday. And then yeah. suddenly just it, it fills up so fast. Too yeah, funny. Sean's always like, you haven't added anything. Should we cancel the episode? <laughs> like, let's hold on. Oh. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's get started. So the first thing is Amazon and Disney have unveiled. Hey, Disney. Hey, Disney. Hi, Disney. Hey, Disney. Hi, Disney. <laughs> so this is basically Alexa, only what differentiates it. It's going to be in the Disney-owned hotels, but it's going to have authentic character voices that respond to you, just like Alexa does. Oh. oh. Yeah, that'd be cool. So I wonder I'm if excited. you can, like, have it, like, talk like Mickey or a Disney character, and then, you know, kids can have conversations with it. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's how it's going to go. Hey, Disney. Aladdin, talk sexy to me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. This oh, is my. not that type of show. <laughs> that's, that's, um, what's his name? Steve from Full House. Talk to me. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yeah, that's yeah. Steve from Full House is the voice of Aladdin. Wow, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I forget his name, though. <laughs> I'm All still right. waiting for them to have Disney Plus in the hotels. Yeah. They don't have Disney Plus in there. You would think they would. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, uh, Scarlett Johansson. There's some news there. The lawsuit's been settled. Awesome. Yeah, so there wasn't a lot of information as to how it was settled. It was out, outside of court. But it looks like the relationship between ScarJo and Disney is still good because she's still set to star in Tower of Terror. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because I'm excited for Tower of Terror, and I like Scarlet. Me too. I mm-hmm. like the original, too, so I'm excited to see what they change. With, wasn't Steve Gutenberg in that one? He was, and Kirsten Dunst. Oh, yeah, we were just talking about oh, yeah. Kirsten. Because we were talking about Spider-Man today. Well, you know what? I'm going to use a witch from that movie in Witchy Minute later this season. So, Great. Now spoiler. I know. I know. Now you know. <laughs> I didn't even get to say spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. And I had a chance going through the park. I tried the s'mores. I always forget how to say it. Beignets. Beignets. Yeah. beignets. Is, that those, is that some of those man-catching beignets? Man-catching beignets. <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> so I thought I'd give a quick little rundown of how they tasted. Do it. Okay. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't, they didn't scream um, s'mores to me, but they were still good. Like, I like them more than the Fruity Pebbles one that we tried. Well, I'd be scared if my beignets started screaming at me too. So I'm glad they didn't do that. (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad I ate them before they started screaming at me. (laughs) S'mores! S'mores! You're weird. But just to note too, these beignets are only available at the Jazz Kitchen in downtown Disney. Um, Not at the Mint Julep Bar um, in... Um, what should we call it? In the, the French uh, Quarter. The French Quarter, yeah. So just to note, if you are out there and you want to try it, um, it's in downtown Disney. And just to note, if you go to the Jazz Kitchen <laughs> restaurant and try to yes. order the specialty beignets, man catching beignets, um, <laughs> they won't get them to you. You have to go to the Jazz Kitchen Express to get them. Yeah. Wow. Even though they share the same kitchen. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. Very I'm not exclusive. Good. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in more news, uh, there are rumors that we need, may get a new Star Wars trilogy, and it may not be what people would expect it to be. Kevin, on a scale of 1 through 10, <laughs> how excited are you for this Star Wars news right now? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm neutral. I'm a true neutral. I can't really comment on that. Okay. I mean, because I don't, I don't like despise Star Wars. I just don't love Star Wars. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, cool. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I just like yeah. to uh, pick on I you know. for it, but I guess there's no reason to if you're just neutral, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we may be getting a animated Star Wars trilogy of George Lucas's original vision of what Star Wars was going to be. So it would have a Deke Star Killer is what Luke's name originally was going to be. I'm glad they changed it. <laughs> Deke Starkiller. Yeah. But that's why we see the name Starkiller throughout uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Force Unleashed games and also in The Force Awakens because it's all a tie back to the original character. Yeah. Fascinated. <laughs> Thank you for pretending. <laughs> so, Alan, like, what's your thought on this? Is this something that you'd be excited for or do you think it's needed? I mean, I can always use more Star Wars films. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting with the animated part. Uh, just, I'm, I'm curious to see what if they're going to change up the animation style. If it's going to be similar to like Clone Wars, or now that they have things like Visions, which we're going to talk about later, like maybe they'll change <laughs> up the animation there to be a bit more like anime. So, yeah, um, I'm curious to know more, and obviously, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I am very open to it. I think it would be interesting. I do want to know what the animation would look like, so good uh, call out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so the other day, Kevin, I was with Alan, and we went to um, the comic bug because I don't know if you know this. I'm obsessed with comic books. 
Wow, I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And a comic caught my eye. It was The Nightmare Before Christmas, Mirror Moon. So I grabbed it. It's by Tokyo Pop. And I thought I'd just give a quick little rundown of what it was, if that's okay with you. I'm excited. Yeah, tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) So it's actually very similar to the original movie plot where Jack has this crazy idea to make Halloween better. He's going to have this mirror that lets you duplicate anything. So you can duplicate decorations and evil toys and whatever he wants to double the pleasure of Halloween. And uh, he goes to the town square where he tells Sally, I need you to do something for me. And she's like, of course, Jack, I'm obsessed with you. So she's like, but what is it? And he goes, he doesn't tell her. He goes and announces to everybody, I'm going to make this amazing Halloween with this double mirror. And Sally is going to run everything while I'm away. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so he goes off to uh, find this mirror, how to build this mirror. And Sally, as she's getting everything together, she comes across this uh, frozen body of water And as she touches it, she's like, oh, it's like a mirror. And when she touches it, it cracks. And she's like, oh, no, why would it crack? Why would I need to destroy Jack's mirror if it's a good thing? And that's where it ends. Oh. So it reminded me very much of when she picks up the plant and it turns into a Christmas tree and then sets on fire. And she's like, oh, that's not good. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, so that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very intrigued by this comic. I'm going to keep grabbing them as I see them and then uh, update everybody. But they also have a Zero's Journey, which I may look into. Hmm. Very nice. Yeah, because I love Nightmare. Yeah. bringing it into the light you know, like yes. people know that there's, there's, there's published materials out there that you may be interested in yes it reminds me of the show uh words of the witches <laughs> Where this crazy oh obsessed charmed fan is going through all the published materials that does sound very familiar now that you mention it yeah <laughs> Yeah, so um, the biggest news I think right now going on in the East Coast is Disney's 50th anniversary. Um, They just started that or launched all the festivities October 1st. And to come with it at Epcot, they have their Harmonious show, which has been like under development for many years. Uh, They've had this like huge, I don't even know what to call it, like a barge just in the middle. Barge. Yeah, like in the middle of their. The They're water. so ugly, though, too. Yeah, that's what everyone says. <laughs> you go in there because you used to go to Epcot and see the beautiful lake, the lagoon. Uh-huh. You get to see every country from across the way, and now you're like, what is that? <laughs> it's black and ugly and industrial. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's totally an eyesore. But, like, I guess the eyesore is worth it because a lot of fans saw the Harmonious Show premiere on the first. And um, so far, the reviews have been good. Um, I, I'm waiting to see it on video because I want to see it in person. Um, yeah, me too. But, yeah, so it looks really cool. I mean, it's basically like a World of Color 2.0. Like, it's a lot of water, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's, it's a light show, but, I mean, everyone's just like, it's great. There's a lot of, like, um, cameos from a bunch of... You know, Disney movies, obviously, but yeah, everyone loved it. And what's great, too, is that the Epcot Ball, which has the um, luminescent lights on, it, it dances with the show, apparently, too, which is cool. I've watched videos of that, and they have, like, little, I, I feel like, like, like little light bulbs, but they have, like, yeah. 
little light that protrudes in like the star shape, which is cool in the lines. Um, but on the counter side, there are people that don't like Harmonious. Yeah, and I hear a lot. It's worse with the Castle Show too. A lot of people oh. are saying bring back. Was it Enchantment or something? Enchantment is the new one. Yeah, the new one. And so the previous one. Happily Ever After. Happily yeah. Ever After was so good. But people were mad when that came, too, because that replaced Wishes. Yeah. Um, but Happily Ever After was so good. They're like, okay, I don't care about Wishes anymore. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, I haven't seen the new one yet. I'm curious to see what I'll feel about it because I really loved Happily Ever After. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I'll be there in November. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I may be there in November yeah. with you. <laughs> I'm like the Disney World pro, so if you have any questions, yes. you know. Well, I'm saving that for when you talk about your trip. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, one thing we didn't talk about, which I'm just going to throw in on the fly, oh, no. is the Halloween show we saw on uh, yeah. Small World, which they project on the castle. Yeah, that was that was a cool surprise. Because we were just there to get popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Yes, Sean. It was so annoying because Jesse, our friend Jesse's trying to get the Jack Skeleton <laughs> popcorn bucket. And at the same time, Alan bought this stupid, I mean, awesome uh, magic key bucket, which is like $1.99 yeah, popcorn refills. refills. Like, that's the best thing ever. <laughs> so we're just constantly walking by popcorn <laughs> when we go to Disney. It's like mm-hmm. when you forget your popcorn bucket like i did yesterday and couldn't get popcorn (laughs) (laughs) yeah the last one i got was the onward popcorn bucket i don't usually collect Mm. them but there's there's so many they make them all the time i can't imagine somebody who has all the popcorn buckets where would they keep them you know um (laughs) (laughs) all over their house (laughs) yeah Um, but yeah, we in trying to find these popcorn buckets, we happened upon the Halloween projection show at Small World because we were like, why is everybody standing around? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's really cute. It showcases mostly uh, Nightmare Before Christmas um, and, yeah, and fun music. Yeah, it's like it's basically the same soundtrack as the Halloween show at, that's projected on the castle. Um, so I guess it's also kind of like crowd control too, so that not every like if you want to see the Halloween show, you're not all crowded crowded around the castle. You can go to, I guess, Plaza in front of Small World to see the projection show. Uh, so yeah, that was a cool surprise because it was weird. Like you, the parts where they sh- uh, shot out the flames, you can see it, like see the light coming from the flames in the background, and then. Um, yeah, but you're not – your back's towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But on the flip side, my sister watched it, and she's like, it was horrible. The music sounded like something from the Disney Channel. The projections are lame. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Wow. What well. show did you see and who hit you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just another fun thing if you're at one of the parks. That's something to look out for. Yeah. Back on schedule. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I like to be – on schedule okay um so it, again in epcot um some people might know this but they're opening up a new ride called guardians uh galaxy cosmic, cosmic rewind. rewind yep which is their the indoor roller coaster that's supposed to like spin around and whatnot well disney just announced the that that whole area actually is going to be three themes previously it was the energy pavilion it's now going to be the xandar pavilion uh, so that's going to be cool. Basically, you're going to have like different pavilions, not just in Earth countries, but like in different planets too, which is nice. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. 
Although yeah, I do miss Ellen's energy adventure a little bit. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess Ellen's Ellen. canceled, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's just like 90s style Ellen talked to Ben Nye and, and Stupid Judy, like dinosaurs. Great. That yeah. sounds just random enough to work. <laughs> right? <laughs> Announcement to they announced that the uh, riot is not going to open until 2022. Now, oh, it's all right. Good things come to those who you know. We are already in October. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm going back in February. May I be open by by February? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, yeah. Um, But we got some more. This is a rumor still, very heavy rumor, but I believe it because we've been hearing this sort of rumor for a while now. But apparently the cast of the Daredevil Netflix show is going to see a new light. (gasps) So people have been speculating that Daredevil will be in Spider-Man No Way Home. But now it's rumored that there's a new project. So whether it be a new TV show, whether it's Daredevil's own movie Hopefully it's a little better than the uh, Ben Affleck <laughs> Daredevil movie. I got excited because I thought it was <laughs> re- or the cast of the original movie. I was like, oh. that's awesome. It's a little controversial here, but... Yeah, Alan's I, like the one person who liked the Daredevil movie. I liked it. It was stupid, but good. I, I, liked, I liked the Daredevil movie. See? I, liked, I hate, I I hate the Electro movie. <laughs> the, the Electro movie is the bad one. Electro sucks, but Daredevil oh, was okay. Yeah, yeah Electro yeah. wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but speaking of movies, uh, we got a chance to see Venom. Let there be carnage. I didn't. I'm sad. Okay. Well, we're <laughs> good just thing gonna... it's spoiler free for you. <laughs> yeah, we won't say any spoilers. We're just gonna say kind of how we felt about. It. I am gonna rant a little bit about one part of the movie, but besides that, everything's gonna be pretty but Alan, free. Did you yeah. see? Did you see the first one yet? <laughs> I did. I saw it like last week. Yeah, oh, good. I made him watch well, that's it. Good. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna be mad. Until I, <laughs> that's when I saw it. So yeah. So Alan, yes. How did you like it? The second one. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was good. Well, it was good. Actually, I didn't really enjoy it as much as the first one. Oh. But it was good. There were some. It was there were some parts which was kind of weird, goofy parts where he was like the, the writing on the paper part. Yeah, that, that was, was a little cool. too goofy. Um, <laughs> but besides that, it was good. I mean, the action was awesome. Like Carnage, um, that was all. All those scenes were great. Um, and then there was a cool surprise at the end, which we won't say. But it, definitely, if you watch oh. it, um, check out the post credit scene because that's everyone's talking about it <laughs> yeah fair fair warning it's all over the internet right now yeah. what happens in the post-credit scenes so try to stay away from that if you don't want spoilers <laughs> yeah but just to let you know too you do not have to stay through all of the credits because there's yeah. only the mid credit there's not a after credit okay <laughs> we were those people we we're the only ones in the theater yeah. and i was like no there's gonna be something <laughs> but i do that all the time even if i know there's not gonna be end credits i stay because i'm like there might be that chance you know i know i'm the same way <laughs> yeah um but yeah i actually liked it more than the oh. first one um because i really like carnage i think they did a really good job of portraying him i'm glad they got rid of the weird like carrot top hair that he had at the end of the first one <laughs> i don't know how that fits oh, in yeah <laughs> um the only thing I didn't like, and I guess it moved the story along quicker, is like Venom catches, um, not like Cletus, before he's 
Carnage. He like catches him really easily in the beginning. I won't go into detail, but it was almost like really nobody else saw that. <laughs> nobody else picked up on that. It's right there. <laughs> but yeah, it was actually only about an hour and 30 minutes. So it, I think it could have used some fleshing out. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't need to be so short. Yeah. And I, I kind of wish they added more scenes with Scream. Yeah. Yeah. Streak or Scream? Streak. Yeah. Scream. 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 Streak if you know what you did last summer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well heard. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I kind of wish they kind of added more scenes with her, especially her with using her powers more, but meh. Yeah, yeah, still a very good movie. I'd recommend yeah. it. Uh, the theater is actually pretty full for uh, the yeah. pandemic. And mm-hmm. this movie has been the best pandemic release of the year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh. Oh. When are you going to go see it, Kevin? Hopefully soon. I'm, I'm, there's so many movies I'm behind on. I'm just like, I need to go. Okay. Have a have a big movie week. <laughs> you know what won't help you with seeing movies at all? <laughs> what? The new interactive magic band plus. Yes! <laughs> oh, look at that segue. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so this is cool. So as part of the 50th anniversary, um, Disney World's also getting new upgraded magic bands called magic band plus so they apparently will vibrate will light up um you can interact with or use them to interact with the 50th anniversary statues um, statues and apparently they'll also light up when you're watching shows like harmonious or yeah Enchanted, so that's cool, and another way for Disney to make more money. <laughs> I know. I, I have like twenty Magic Bands already, and I have to get another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited because I'm getting my first Magic Band this week. Ooh, Ooh is I, it like a fancy one, or is it like a normal fifth, one? It's one of the fiftieth ones. Mm. Oh, exciting! Yeah. I so wanted I'm, a Flynn Rider one, but got sold out. Oh wow! It's it's fun I was mad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Kevin, I saw on your Instagram KGZ eighty seven, you took a picture of some of the fiftieth statues. Yeah, I got most of them. I I missed like four of them in Magic Kingdom, but otherwise I got the rest of most of them. But I didn't realize because they group statues together. Like sometimes they're in the same spot. Like two characters count as two different statues, so they count oh. each character as a different statue. So I was like, oh, okay. So, like, Bambi and Semper are in one, but they're two different statues, and they count as part oh, of the 50. I see. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for doing that, though. And, yeah, check out uh, KGZ87 if you want to see some of those statues. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Look how much I'm plugging you today. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, we talked about Magic Band. We hinted at your trip. It is time, sir, for you to tell us about your exciting journey. Yeah. Oh, my journey. <laughs> okay well I, I wrote down like a list of things to talk about for my trip that wow. were interesting that definitely sounds like something you would do <laughs> <laughs> because i'm so organized right <laughs> well first of all because we bought my pat our passes before the new annual passes went on sale 
so we had our trip booked and everything before they went on sale. So we had to like, uh, we had like a nine day trip and then we had our photo pass extra. It was like $169 extra for the photos. Wow. <laughs> we're like, okay. It was like, now we're buying an annual pass and that's only $99. Like, can we get a refund? And they did. <laughs> <laughs> they, gave, they gave us like $70 refund on a gift card for Disney. I'm like, all right, cool. Awesome. <laughs> it was really weird not having fast passes though. That yeah. was a weird thing. Cause we're waiting for Ginny to come out as this whole like transition period. So I had to wait the full line line for a flight of passage. <laughs> so you would have bought the Genie Plus if if it was available? That I don't know. That's another question. <laughs> I, don't know, I still don't know if I'm happy with Genie Plus or not yet. Yeah. I'm trying to see how it comes out. Um but it was just different than what I'm used to because usually you get the three fast passes just from being there and you get to yeah. pick what it is and you know, I did my virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance, and that was easy. That was fine. Nice. Was that your first time? <laughs> no, the first. Sorry. Actually, my first time was in Disneyland. Oh, okay. Yeah, I rode the Disneyland one first, and then my next trip to Disney World, they had it there, and then I rode it a bunch of times since. But yeah, that was cool. Nice. Twenty nineteen, I think, was my first time on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw Josh Chan. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. He was at Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> with his big bear hubby yeah yes, well, his, hubby. his hubby was wearing clothes but he's a bear <laughs> <laughs> vincent rodriguez the third and he yeah. was there with his hubby and a cast member and i'm just like i just did a double take and then i like ran up i'm like yep that's him but then i didn't say anything <laughs> and then I just messaged him on Instagram later. I'm like, I think I saw you at Epcot. He's like, Yep, you did. Oh. Oh. So and then he, he responded, did you see the "Ugly barge." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, it was fun. It was cool. Um, oh, we almost died too on a bus on a Disney bus. Oh no, the Magical Express. <laughs> Not the Magical Express, which I did go on for the last and final time. <laughs> Tears. <laughs> Tears. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was just the transportation bus to the parks. And okay. one of them from the other light uh, was passing a red through a red light, and my Whoa. bus almost crashed into them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, oh! And then all the kids cried, and all the babies <laughs> were crying. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> you were on a school bus? No, I mean, maybe. It's pretty much some, some of the buses, the way they're packed and the way the people are stupid on them. Like, ugh, you know, you never know. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. There's an idiot family on, because we went to see, watch the fireworks, the last happily ever fireworks I ever would see. And there's this one family that was fighting with uh, cast members because they're trying to get him into, they're trying to get him to go into the street. You know, they're on like the sideways where like to make an aisle for people to leave if they want to leave. Uh-huh. And they're like, he's like, no, I paid my money. I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to move. Okay. And so they're like fighting with the cast member for like 10 minutes. I'm like, just kick him out. <laughs> like yeah. ban him for life. But then they, they eventually like back down and let him do it. I'm like, this is no, this is not right. Like I was mad. Like, <laughs> yeah. And and earlier his kid was in the haunted mansion and he got kicked off the haunted mansion for not wearing a mask. So I'm like, hey look, this is what you're teaching your children. It's the same child. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So Disney's still or Florida, I guess, is still like making people wear masks inside. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're inside any building you wear a mask still. That's good. So yeah. But I still wear them if I'm in like big crowds. Like if I was when I was on Main Street during the fireworks and it's like all those people cramped, I'm like I'm wearing a mask. Like this is too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do the same. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, and that Dapper Dan saw me on Main Street, and he, I got a message. From, I got a message from him on Instagram. He's like, "Hey, I thought I thought it was you on Main Street." So a Dapper Dan recognized me. Oh wow! I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so famous. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, and then I read the Ratatouille ride, which was good. Yeah, you, you liked it. It was fun. I mean, I knew it was in Paris for a while, yeah. um, but it was cool. Uh, I liked that you can feel the heat of the fire under the stove, <laughs> and you can like, you feel the sprays and stuff. Like I don't know, it was a cute little ride. Uh, yeah. There's no there's no line because it was technically not open yet. I got a preview, so I just hopped on right away again. And the hey. guy's like, "Oh, he's like fancy seeing you again, <laughs> the, the ride operator." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my only thing about that ride because it's been in Paris for so long. I kind of wish they, because it was just basically like a carbon copy of the ride. Yeah, they should have updated so, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but something no, different. I've, I've seen videos of the ride throughs and it looks fun. So I can't wait to go on that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. I don't know what else I should say, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a question for your travel advice. Sure. So I, I'm okay. only going to be, I'm spending two park days. Okay. Uh, right now it's Epcot and Animal Kingdom, but do you think I'll have enough time to do like a park hopper at the magic kingdom, or do you think I should just like spend my time mostly in those two parks? Well, animal kingdom, while it is like the biggest park, uh-huh. uh, it's weird because there's not as much to do. It's most, yeah. most of the land is just safari and animal land. So, uh, you can get through that a lot quick, more quickly. So, okay. um, I would maybe do a park hopper that day to another park. Magic yeah. Kingdom or something, uh, yeah, and so and the, Animal Kingdom has a lot of shows. Animal Kingdom has like the Lion King show and it has the Bird show. Finding Nemo the musical is closed right now, even though it's one of my Sad. favorite things. But yeah. you know, COVID rules. It's so funny if you if you go to watch the Beauty and the Beast show at Hollywood Studios, uh-huh. <laughs> because Equity changed oh. all the rules so, so that you know they, they had to be six other, right? yeah they'd be six feet apart. Yeah. So she's <laughs> during the transformation scene, she's like. Uh, I love you. She's like reaching for him from the distance. And then it's, I took a picture. It was hilarious. Um, and then, and then like the part where like <laughs> the part where like they go up the stairs together, and then he walks off, and then she follows him. But I heard from the people who manage it. She like kind of sits there for a moment because otherwise, if she just followed him right away, it looks like she's going to go into the bedroom with him. So she's like oh. just does. So they have her just sit there and ponder for a minute. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes in. <laughs> uh, I need but to it see is funny. Before it, they change it back. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty hysterical. I'm going to text you the picture right now because I have it on my phone. So you can look okay. at it. <laughs> I think Rachel actually sent your new best friend Rachel uh, oh, sent me her. a TikTok of it. Of yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I have so many pictures of the trip of the journey. <laughs> All right, perfect. And I think uh, this part that I've been excited for but dreading is here. <laughs> We're going to take you through the Kingdom Hearts storyline. Oh, yay. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I'll, back, guys. <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep it the simple version. Let's we'll make it a simple version. Okay. <laughs> I don't have anything written down. So, like, do you want to just know which games are in order and the, what happens in those games or – yeah, we could start with uh, Birth by Sleep, which was Aqua, Ventus, and Terra. That's my favorite one. Oh, that's your, that was a really good one. 
So this sets up the whole series. This one actually came out later, though, as a prequel. And we follow Terra, Aqua, and Ventus, who are all training to be Keyblade Masters. And uh, Xehanort is in charge. <laughs> Xehanort. Xehanort. That's his name. <laughs> right? well, so, er- technically, Ericus is in charge. Xehanort is like, like the like kind of collaborators, I guess, or like I don't know, different teachers of different methods and stuff. Yeah, and hopefully, I remember this right. So Xehanort is kind of like trying to make Ventus his vessel, but he ends up going after Terra instead, right? Yes, because he's like, hey. Make my vessel, and then he he makes Ventus, and he he brings Venetus. He brings the darkness out of Venti, v- Ventus, mm-hmm. and then Venetus is created. But he's like pure light and pure darkness, and he can't really work with that. So he has to go find another one that will be better. Yeah, and we. I feel like in that game, Aqua kind of started off to me as like the whatever player, but by the end of it, she's kind of like oh the my gosh, boss she's of the, the game. savior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, because you know, in the beginning, you kind of know where each of those characters are going. Vendors and Terra, kind of the arc, and Aqua's just like, "I'm the Girl Scout of the group. I'll do what I'm told." <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, she. That first place was the most tragic game because everybody loses something and they don't get fixed in the end. So it's like this whole like tragedy and beautiful and sadness. And I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And what I really appreciated about birth by sleep to kind of really cement it within the story is the way they had each of those three characters visit one of the three from the first game in the hearts, the younger versions of Sora, Riku and Kyrie, little baby. Yeah, so that kind of sets up why they were chosen, kind of, to go Mm -hmm. through this adventure. (laughs) Yeah. They were just randos. (laughs) No, they weren't. (laughs) And then that takes us then to Kingdom Hearts, right? The original? Yes, the original Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Do you want to take us through that one? Okay. Well, in that one, you meet... A boy named Sora, where he lives on Destiny Islands, and he has a best friend named Riku and Kairi, but he kind of, like, secretly loves Kairi. (laughs) Or maybe secretly secretly loves Riku, depending on how you look at it, you know. Um, (laughs) And uh, then his island is attacked by these crazy creatures called Heartless, and... He follows Riku, Riku into this darkness, and then he gets the Keyblade. He's like, whoa, what is this thing? And then he gets sucked up, and then he gets into Traverse Town, and he meets Donald and Goofy. And then he finds out that he has to go on the search for the, the king, because they have to go find the king. And then he, he looks for his friends, Riku and Kairi, who are somewhere lost, too. So it's pretty much him traveling to worlds and locking up the keyhole, keyholes of the world so that Heartless can't get to them And while he's looking for other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then th- he uh, meets the king and then but then to seal kingdom hearts again and make the world safe he has to lock king and riku in the door to darkness and then they disappear and nobody knows where they are <laughs> and just to be clear when when kevin's saying the king it's king mickey he's referring king mickey, to yes yes oh, okay and uh, what what starts to get confusing in that one is the villain is Ansem. <laughs> yes, the villain is Ansem, which is, well, they don't spoil it's a spoiler. We don't know it, who he is yet. <laughs> yes, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. And he's like this crazy guy who wants to like bring darkness to all worlds. And Billy Zane yeah. is the voice, and it's very sexy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so then 
Kingdom Hearts leads directly into Chain of Memories, right? Chain of Memories? Where is that? <laughs> Chain of Memories. Actually, there's the Game Boy Advance version, and then they remade it into Re-Chain of Memories for the PlayStation 2. Yep. So Chain of Memories, we see that uh, Sora finds, is it Castle Oblivion? Castle Oblivion, look at okay. that. He finds Castle Oblivion where he's separated from Donald and Goofy. And there's this whole like weird card system where you have to use cards to like battle. But as he's going higher in Castle Oblivion trying to find any more information on Kyrie or anything, he's losing his memories, which is why it's Chain of Memories. Mm, yes. So once he gets to the top, he finds Nomine, who is also Nominee. featured on... Hanging with the Hollowells and the Witchy Minute by Kevin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is when we see Organization 13 really for the first time. For the first time, yes. We meet Axel, which is people's, you know, love Axel and, you know, Larxene, who people love to hate, that bitch yeah. lady. Oh. <laughs> She's the one with the weird hair that, like, defies gravity, right? <laughs> it's like little ant- like antennas yeah that, like <laughs> doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> so by the end of a uh, chain of memories we see Sora loses all his memories and he goes into this almost like cocoon thing and then we find out that in him becoming a heartless in the first game it's created Roxas who looks strangely just like Ventus <laughs> yes yes uh, of course, we don't really know who that is until the second game, but they yeah. kind of like tie into it. Um, yeah, pretty much. So, Nominee was under in, under orders from Organization Thirteen people to kind of mess with Sora's memories, and she was rewriting his me- memories because that's her like power. Um, and by the end of the game, she's like, "No, I'll save you. I'll put your memories back together." Uh, so, and that's why it goes into the cocoon, and Donald and Goofy have to go into the cocoon too. But also in Chain of Memories, Riku is there. He gets. Um, Sent out of the he gets gets out of the door of dark of the darkness world and he is in the basements of the castle of oblivion fighting his way through organization thirteen members and he has King Mickey on his side and he has he sees comes upon Sora in the cocoon he's like oh I'll save you you need to you know like so then he goes on his own path like the road to twilight he goes he seeks the middle ground between darkness and light and he goes on a journey <laughs> are you keeping up so far yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and and because Riku was haunt, possessed by Ansem in the first game, he's kind of possessed by some Ansem force as well. Yeah. So then that takes us to 356 by over 2, right? 358 over 2. Yes. 358. I always forget how many days it is. <laughs> it's 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 a whole year minus a week. That's how you know. Okay. And this is the one that features Roxas and Axel. And this one's more of like a mission-based game where Roxas is new to Organization 13 and he's going out to complete missions for them. Yes, they do all kinds of missions and they seek, they go to new worlds and try to find out what they're about and what they can exploit at those worlds, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we meet, what's her name? Shion. Shion, that's right. Yeah. Yes, and Xi'an is a new Organization 13 member. She's the 14th member, they called her. But we found out that she is actually just a copy of Sora somehow. Like, they make a, they take his, like, memories and they make, a, they have an empty body and they put her in, they make Xi'an, I don't know. And, cause I, <laughs> and since Ventus, <laughs> and since Ventus is Sora's nobody, he has connections, so it's like, 
they're like all copies of each other. It's like a bunch of them. Like I'm making a. I don't yeah. know. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and so they're become like best friends and they go through all the missions and, you know, they find out who's going to be a traitor in the organization. And uh, they're always going to the top of the tower in Daybreak Town or whatever and eat their sea salt ice cream, which is very cute. Yeah, lots of ice cream eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it gets a little old. You're like, again. But then, but by the end, you're like, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, and then that takes us. And she undies. Like, oh yeah, she dies. She end, gets killed because she realizes she has to go back. Because in order for Sora to wake back up in his cocoon, she needs to go away and return to Sora. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> goodbye. And then Roxas is. I said Ventus. I meant Roxas. <laughs> um. And Roxas is like, who will I eat ice cream with? And he, and, and he goes on. He's like, I'm leaving the organization because no one will miss me. And then Axel's like, no, I would. Oh. And then he, has, he fights. And then he, and then he fights Riku because Riku's trying to get uh, Roxas to go back. Because Roxas has to go back to Sora too for him to wake up. So he's trying to get Roxas to go back. And so he fights uh, Riku. But then Riku has to give into the darkness. And, turn, and then he becomes the form of Ansem because he gave too far into the darkness to fight uh Roxas and so now he's like oh <laughs> so then yeah and then it goes to so then it leads it to Kingdom Hearts 2 <laughs> yep and Kingdom Hearts 2 so Roxas has been downloaded into Traverse Town <laughs> and now you play like the first three hours just as well, it's not it's not it's not Traverse Town it's um Twilight Town it, Twilight Town, yes. Okay, sorry. I knew it was one of the two. So you play as Roxas. Roxas has no memory of who he is, but he's living his daily until finally uh, he he meets up with uh, Axel, right? And he meets the Ansem the Wise. Yes, Axel comes to try to like find him. Because what happens is they put Roxas in like a digital created world. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like a <laughs> fake world uh, to like keep him busy. And he, so he has no memories of organization 13 he's just like this boy hang out with his friends who do we like school summer stuff and then he finds out that it's all fake and he's like who am i and he's going through like this whole anxiety crisis and then <laughs> he fights his way and he fights axel and then he's like oh there's sora i guess my summer vacation is over and then he gets absorbed back into sora <laughs> and sora wakes up and sora wakes up and he wears new clothes <laughs> yeah because he, well, he he's he went through puberty while he was sleeping you know, yeah, so his little his little his little boy clothes don't fit anymore. <laughs> yeah, and in this one, and, and his uh, voice got deeper. It did. <laughs> although technically, although technically, if you play read Chain of Memories, it's his deep voice. I'm like, no, he's supposed to have his little boy voice in that, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> and Maleficent is back, strangely, after being killed in the first game, but she's back in the second game. Yeah, and then uh, Organization Team. <laughs> Yeah, Organization 13. So Kingdom Hearts 2 is crazy. It's epically long. You're traveling to Disney Worlds, but this time you're, like, opening the pathway so that you can travel between them. And, uh, yeah, and Maleficent is back. She wants to have more power and get to the, heart, gets the Heartless and nobody's to work for her. And then we meet Ensem the Wise, which is Diz. 
<laughs> he was like, he was under. He was like secretly dizzy, and he's like, no, I'm Anton the Wise, and I did experiments way back when, and I was the one that kind of brought the Heartless to the world. Oops, sorry. And <laughs> uh, and you find out that all of the Organization Thirteen members are actually nobodies of people that were, used to work for him, and they all got taken over, taken by darkness, and. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, just to make it even more confusing, uh, if you're a nobody, your name is your letters mixed up with an X in it. So, like Sora, yeah. Roxas, Roxas, <laughs> Roxas, Roxas, Roxas. Yeah, and people say Xehanort is no heart with an X, no heart. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, so yeah, the, you're right. This was an epic game, though, and we get to see like my favorite part was when Sora, Donald, and Goofy are trying to get to the castle and you just have to fight hordes and hordes of nobodies and heartless through that whole like chasm. Yeah. That was epic. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, it's great. It's a good part. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually Riku and Kyrie and Sora reunite and it's a very beautiful moment. He's like, I looked for you and tears. And I cry. And, and because Riku doesn't look like Riku, they have to touch his hand and then they see his soul. It's beautiful. <laughs> You're beautiful. Oh, thank you. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, but then they go and fight Zemnis, which is the leader of the organization 13. And we found out that he is <laughs> Xehanort's nobody, Ansem's nobody. So Ansem from the first game was not the real Ansem. Ansem the Wise is the real Ansem. And Xehanort... Okay, this gets really confusing. <laughs> so Xehanort took over Terra's body and then became a Heartless, which was Ansem in the first game. And then his nobody became Zemnus, which was an organization of 13. So all, all three are different pieces of him, um, and they're all separate identities you know, people right now, I guess. <laughs> so. There was a point, Kevin, when I was playing through all the games again, and I was like, I totally understand why Ansem is two people. It makes perfect sense. I can't believe, like, it's, it's right there, the answer. And now I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what I came well, to. Okay, well, when a person turns, it's really funny, because when a heartless is made, they actually do have a heart, but they have no body. <laughs> so no. it's their heart it's their heart that turned that is darkness so the heartless actually have a, a dark heart and the nobodies actually have a body because of the body that's left, left over so that's like they're called the opposite of what they actually are yeah <laughs> which makes it very confusing <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i never talked to you about canoe hearts this quickly and it's very confusing when i say it like that um but <laughs> and uh, yeah so then they fight Zemnis and he gets killed and yeah, so now they then they return home because they're like, okay, our mission's complete. Um, and then they all get together, and it's a beautiful moment. And then they look, Sora and Kyrie reunite on the beach, and they look at each other, and then they see Namine and Roxas inside their eyeballs, and <laughs> <laughs> they just go, ah, oh, there you are, Peter, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then it ends, and everything's happy until you get a nice little letter from the king. In a little bottle, a little message in a bottle comes. What does it say? Well, you have to play Recode It to find out. <laughs> I was never into the Recoded that much because it's, it's basically just like a rehash. <laughs> it's the worst game of them all. Yeah. But 
And most of the things that happen in there, pretty much it's a journal and they go into digital world and Maleficent tries to take over the digital world and none of it really matters until you get to the end where you meet the digital nominee and she tells you about all the people that are suffering, all the people that are connected to Sora that still don't have a happy ending and you have to go help them, meaning like the people from Birth by Sleep, you know, and, you know, all the people that we don't really know. And so Mickey's like, oh my gosh, this makes total sense. So he writes a letter to Sora and that's what causes him to come to the to the Yensid's tower and then that's when dream drop distance happens yeah so dream drop distance 3d if you will because it came out on uh, the 3ds <laughs> this one was interesting because we see uh sora and riku wanting to hone and their keyblade skills <laughs> oh nice so they uh go to Yen Sid, who puts them into like a digital world where, or no, 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 this one. Where dream, it's a dream world. In the dream world. In their younger yeah. bodies, right? Yeah, because they, they have to take the Mark of Mastery exam like the people from Birth by Sleep did. Mm-hmm. So they can become a, a true Keyblade master. So, but while they're there, they're in two separate dream worlds. So Riku and Sora, most of the game are like right next to each other and don't know it. Right, right. And that's the one where it's like Pokemon. You get to like find little dream creatures to come along with yeah, you. Yeah, they're called, they're called dream eaters and they're super cute. And you get to have, I like my elephant one, but you, they have different little abilities and stuff and you fight with them. And it's also the first Kingdom Hearts game that has a hunchback of Notre Dame world, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Um, and yeah, we found out that uh, Riku is actually a dream eater to protect Sora. So he is like, he was like a separate one. He like he was he was marked with the sigil on his back, and uh, yeah. So when Sora, because we have a young we have a young Xehanort in this one, like a teenage Xehanort from the past, <laughs> because <laughs> he's he's like we learned that like Xehanort had like a plan and he could time travel, so he had like all of these versions of himself that he was going to collect for a big battle sometime in the future. So. The young Xehanort comes and he haunts Sora's dreams. He's like, yeah, you are going to become among us. You're going to be a new vessel for us, too. You know, we're trying to get you. And he's like, no, my friends are my power. Uh. And <laughs> so then they fight some more after being in the dream world. And uh, Riku goes, jumps into deep dives into his dreams to save him. And yeah, that's good. <laughs> and, but, then, <laughs> but, then, but then Riku is the only one that... that um, Gets the mark of mastery. Sora does not become a Keyblade master, but Riku does instead. Interesting. Yes. And then we didn't hear anything about Aqua in that game, did we? Or did she just show up at the very end? Yeah, she's there's she's stuff in there with her. Um, they do have like a nice little like seven minute like video where they're like Sora, and like uh, it shows you all the people, all the little ties that are there. They're really beautiful. Um, but yeah, they all there are all these people that are waiting for him to save them you know so she's there (laughs) but not really there (laughs) and that then takes us to the aqua game which was our first view of what kingdom hearts looked like on playstation 4 yes it was on 2.8 remake uh final chapter prologue (laughs) what it's called is it something passage oh um fragmentary passage Okay, so this one we get to see kind of what Aqua's been up to in the dark world. Where was yeah. she? Yeah, yeah, okay. the, the darkness, the, the dark world. <laughs> yeah, world of darkness. Yeah, 
And she's kind of not in a good spot because uh, when Ventus was used in the very first game, Birth by Sleep, she had to lock him away so he could heal. Yeah, and she, and lost she locked Terra. him away in Castle Oblivion. She, she turned their hometown, like Castle, and she turned into Castle Oblivion. So actually, Ventus is actually hidden away in Castle Oblivion. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this was a very short game. We just got to see kind of what Aqua's up to. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like it was kind of like what she was. Cause she's been she's been in there for like ten years. She's been in the darkness for ten years, roaming around and just fighting her way through, trying to get out. And she was seeing all these. She was fighting in worlds that were succumbed to darkness. So all these people that worlds that were overwhelmed. She was in there seeing the aftermath, and uh, yeah. So she uh, she's just there fighting away, trying to get yeah. through. And that takes us to the final part of our journey, Kingdom Hearts 3. Well, there's actually a game after that, but... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Melody. <laughs> yes, there's stuff in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3. There you go. <laughs> so this is where we get to see, like, basically everything comes together. Because Aqua comes into this game, we see Ventus, we kind of just see everything. Yeah, people are... People are all getting wrapped up. Like we see Aqua, like she becomes succumbed to darkness. We have to fight her and knock her to her senses. And uh, we see Shion come back somehow because they make like another copy of her replica of her. And she has memories. And then her and uh, Roxas and Axel reunite and Terra and Aqua and Ventus reunite. And then we have Riku and Kyrie and Sora reunite. Everyone has their little happy endings. But then there's like this big war of the seven lights and the 13 darknesses and they fight. And because uh, the, the Xehanort from Birth by Sleep has returned because his heartless was destroyed and his nobody was destroyed, which brought him back to his normal original form. And uh, he has all these, all these other people from his times because he has those time traveling people. So they came back anyway and they fought and then he destroyed them all. And then he killed Kyrie and... <laughs> Yeah, he killed Kyrie. And then there's like a weird thing where like Sora loses and they all die, but then he reverses time to like right before that happened and <laughs> they win this time and Terra, the lingering will from Terra helps them and we found out that Terra was trapped in like the uh, Guardian of Ansem. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's crazy. But uh, yeah, he kills Kyrie and then Sora has to go and try to find all of her fragments and uh, it ends with like everyone back on Destiny Islands, but then like a, Kyrie turns to Sora and he's not there; he disappears. So he's like, "Where is Sora? Oh, where did he go? Is he alive? I don't know." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then in Melody of Memory <laughs> for the I am for the Switch, um, you pretty much just get to play music of. Kingdom Hearts songs and it's beautiful and I get, I I really rock at Let It Go by the way on this an expert just saying um, <laughs> uh, but uh, Ky- you see Kyrie kind of is her pieces are coming together her fragments are coming together and she is having memories of all her past games and you know she is like okay I'm a princess and I have powers what can I do and that's pretty much it <laughs> so interesting yeah, yeah. So there you go. There's a very quick wrap-up of all these games. <laughs> oh, there's so much. There's so much. Oh, that hurt my head just thinking about it now. I know. But but I do get it. When I play it, it totally makes sense to me. So Yeah. It, when you're <laughs> in it, like it makes sense. But trying to explain it to someone? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very tricky. 
Yeah. Hopefully, people who are listening to this have played at least one Kingdom Hearts game, so they're not like completely like, "What the hell?" <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Alan hasn't. He was completely bored. I had to wake him up three times. Oh, I'm, so, I'm well, so sorry. Technically, I played the VR version, which I just sat there and watched <laughs> something for like ten minutes. That's not a game. That's like weird. <laughs> it's like, oh, look at this world. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was eating ice cream, though. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sea ice cream. I have candy versions of them <laughs> that I use for my, for my Kingdom Hearts cosplay, <laughs> and they taste like sea ice cream. It's delicious. Mm. <laughs> All right, perfect. So that takes us to the wrap up of the show. I'm gonna present a cover Disney. <gasps> then we're gonna give a what if spoiler filled review of the latest episode. And I watched that. Yes, so did we. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Alan and I are going to rank the Star Wars Visions episode from our least favorite to our favorite. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. All right. It's October. I was like, I'm going to take this to the OG cover Disney. We have to celebrate Hocus Pocus, Bette Midler. (laughs) I put a spell on you. That's totally a cover. And she made it more better than the original. This is true. And now you're mine. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, since we haven't really had any plugs in this episode, uh, I'm excited to say that Kevin and I are going to be doing uh, Hocus Pocus on our Patreon for hanging with the Hollowells. We are. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) So here's a snippet. If you haven't heard it in your life or if you're just excited to hear it because it's so amazing, here's a snippet of I Put a Spell on You by Bette Midler. Yay. Thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction. (laughs) I put a spell on you. And now you're mine. (laughs) You can't stop the things I do. I ain't lying. No! No! Don't listen to them! Been 300 years. Right down to the day. Now the witch is back. And there's hell to pay. <laughs> I on you. Good joke. Happy Halloween. Thanks a lot. No, man, and I'm serious. You got to have me. I'm not kidding. You have me. All right. Yeah, cheer up. Let's go, guys. You know, what's funny is I've talked about this before and I'll talk about it in our Patreon, but this song wasn't supposed to be in the movie. Oh, like uh, uh, when they they were like, we have Bette Midler. She needs to sing. (laughs) (laughs) So this got added pretty late. And the original concept for this movie was it was going to be a horror film. So when the writer heard there was going to be a song, he was like, what? (laughs) You can't have a song in the middle of a horror film. (laughs) Yeah, I remember watching something like a documentary about that. He was so like confused about what was happening in this movie. He's like, oh, I get it now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what if? So we had what if Ultron won? Kevin, what do you think of this episode? 
It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, man. Like, it was. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Thank I you, mean, Kool-Aid man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's a scary thought. And to think that if this would have happened, like, there would have been nothing left in the world. There would be, like, nothingness. <laughs> yeah. And all the multiverses and stuff. And, like, the way he, like, took care of Thanos, like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just split him in half. <laughs> yeah. And now, did you recognize this Ultron, though, from an earlier episode of What If? Uh, <laughs> I actually, actually, this is actually the first episode of What If I watched. <laughs> oh! Okay, okay. I've been to watch them, and I just haven't at the time, so... I started with the bang, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because in episode six, what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? At the very end, we saw what looks just like this version of Ultron mm-hmm. come through. So I'm very excited at seeing like what looks to be a expanded story and expanded universe here that's all going to start to tie together, which was the rumor that we heard. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and... This episode is more of what I wanted to see this series as much as I like it. I wanted to see them make bolder choices rather than just <laughs> what if Thor were an only child? <laughs> but yeah, just, just, up anyway. Yeah. Like just very minor things. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. This, so this is this more of the grand seeing, scale. Yeah. Seeing like Ultron winning, like that's such a big difference from what actually happened. So I really enjoyed this. I would probably say it's my favorite so far. Yeah. And I like how uh, the Watcher now has like an actual like you're not just seeing a like a he's in it. Him. He's he's actually like in it and the character and you can see him use his powers too. Yeah, I didn't realize he was so powerful. Yeah, I thought it was interesting too, like the idea that like if Ultron like succeeds in destroying everything, he has no purpose. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know they have that moment true. where he's just like. I'm so lost in this world now. Like, and then it's like, oh, there's like the multiverse. I have more to destroy. <laughs> I have purpose. Yeah, it's so funny. And the reference to Terminator Skynet stuff was funny to me too. Thank you. I, I picked up on that too. I asked Alan, do you know what that's a reference to? And he was like, uh, no. Well, no, I, I, I thought it was Terminator, but I was like, but it's a Disney show. I know. But yeah. But it fits in with Captain Marvel. That was very much the era she grew up mm, in. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. And what we're going to do next oh, week. Oh, you know, it's oh. funny about that, too. Because she's, she's like, I don't want to see the sequel. Because she probably didn't see the sequel at that point. Oh, that's true. <laughs> she only saw the first movie. <laughs> but the second uh, Terminator is the best. I know it is. Uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, the last episode comes out this Wednesday. So on next week's episode, we're going to rank the what if episodes from yeah. least favorite to most favorite. What if they took out the first episode? <laughs> wow. Just kidding. Spoiler alert for my list. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Don't like that Peggy, huh? Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Then um, the last thing we're going to do is just a wrap-up of our Star Wars Visions episode ranked. And our favorite moment. And our favorite moment of the week. Favorite. I want to say that. Favorite. Favorite. I love it. Before we let you go, Kevin, do you have a favorite moment this week? (gasps) Oh, well. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) 
I mean, there's so many. It's all good. I enjoyed talking about Kingdom Hearts, but it was painful for me a little bit, too, because I never talked about it like that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I just love talking to you. All of it. All of it's good to me. Yay. <laughs> except, yeah. except the Star Wars part. <laughs> how dare you <laughs> yeah i always love recording with you i'm glad we got you on our show again yes i've been waiting i'm like every time i listen i'm like oh i know disney i love disney it's great and marvel oh. <laughs> usually when we talk about you we're like we could have kevin on again but he doesn't like star wars <laughs> i know kind of with a damper on things yeah well fine <laughs> all right and where can people find you Oh, man. Okay. Well, you can find me on KGZ87 and look at those statues and other things that we won't talk about. And then... uh, (laughs) This is a family show. This is a family show. And then you can follow my other podcast, Words of the Witches, which the books, or the other podcast, Hanging with the Hallowells with Sean. Okay. On our next part of the show, we watch the nine-episode Star Wars Vision series, and we're here to tell you about it. Yeah. Do you want to start with our least favorite episode? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, maybe I'm just tired, but the Lop and Ocho episode. A girl um, is falling asleep. I was falling asleep. <laughs> so I was actually really excited for this one because I like the way Lop looks, the bunny creature. So I was excited to watch it, but yeah, it was kind of slow. Yeah. Like the ending was cool because there was a good fight scene, but then besides that, um, it was pretty slow. It did have a good message though about family. I mean, not like a good episode where it ends good, but like just a good message about like family comes from not just blood, but through, you know, life. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It had good intentions. I just feel like the storytelling wasn't on point. Yeah. It was kind of all over the place where it could have been, um, streamlined to make a better story. Yeah. Um, our eighth pick was The Village Bride. Mm-hmm. And this one <laughs> was kind of our eighth pick because we didn't really remember it. It didn't stand out. Yeah. Another episode where I don't think I was fully awake while watching. Um, and it was also, I mean, this is probably a traditional thing, but this had a bride who was basically carried around by her groom, by the groom, I believe, um, on his back. Um, and they were just traveling to different places. So it wasn't the Star Wars I was expecting in terms of like, you know, fun fight scenes to watch or any cool lightsabers yeah. from what I recall. Um, our seventh pick was Tatooine Rhapsody, which we talked about in a little more detail last week with uh, the band that was going around and playing and they ended up playing for Jabba. This one was a very cutely animated episode and it was a fun episode. It just the only reason why it rated a little lower for us is it didn't give like the Star Wars vibe so much as other episodes. Yeah. This, uh, yeah, it was really fun. It definitely reminded me of like a Cartoon Network type of <laughs> show where it's, I mean, it was kind of dark because one of their band members were gonna was going to be executed. But um, in the end, they just ended up having like a last hurrah rock concert. So, um, yeah, that was that kind of saved it in terms of just like the entertainment wise, like that was fun to watch. Yeah. And actually I think I should probably say this, but overall this was a really good series. So even though we're rating some of these low, like we still enjoyed them, but one of them had to be last. So one of them had to be first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our sixth 
pick was Akakiri, mm-hmm. which we just saw. So that's the last episode, episode nine, and it was good. It was I before watching, I saw the description of the episode and when it said a Sith Shogun, I was like, oh yeah, I think I might like this one. Um, and it was good. It the ending was kind of sad, but besides that, it was good. Yeah, overall it was good. I I didn't like the animation. It was so <laughs> ugly. Yeah. No, but it was still good. Story-wise, I liked the story more than the animation. The animation wasn't terrible, just the style was a different choice than I would have chosen. <laughs> just close your eyes when you watch. You it. Just close your eyes. <laughs> um, number 5, we chose The Elder. Mhm. Which this one had a Jedi and their Padawan go to a planet and confront the Elder, which is a red lightsaber, double lightsaber wielding uh, (laughs) old man. My only thing I would have liked to see that would have added to this was I wish the Elder turned out to be one of the clones of Palpatine because he kind of resembled him. Yeah, with the thunder fingers. (laughs) Yeah, I think that would have really strengthened it for me, but... I mean, it was a fun story. The animation was good. It wasn't my favorite out of the series, but I did like it. It was more of kind of like what you'd expect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then number four is the ninth Jedi. Yeah, and apparently a lot of people like this episode, right? This is the highest rated episode on IMDb. Yeah. And it's our fourth. (laughs) (laughs) We're a tough crowd. (laughs) Um, No, it was a good episode. I think the big thing that, like, probably excited a lot of people were all the different um, lightsabers that were shown because uh, this one was the one that had the lightsaber forge guy or blacksmith um, so yeah it was cool to see all the different hilts and different colors mm-hmm. uh, number three we chose the twins mm-hmm. I almost thought this was going to be like a Star Wars what if which actually does exist out there in the world but I thought it was going to be a what if where what if like Luke and Leia were evil, but then they revealed what the twins look like and their names, and it was not Luke and Leia. Yeah, yeah. While we were watching, Sean was like, "Oh, this is Luke and Leia," but I, I was like, "No, let's keep watching." She doesn't have the meatballs on her head. I know. Well, <laughs> when uh, when the brother's helmet came off, I was like, "Oh my god, that's so Luke!" And then her helmet came off. I was like, "That is not Leia." <laughs> but. But still a good, cool concept. I mean, honestly, like, I feel just switching out the characters to Luke and Leia, like, it's probably still going to be the same story anyways. It was pretty epic. Yeah, this one was epic. We got to see uh, brother and sister Sith working for the Empire, and the brother kind of snaps out of it and turns good, but now he has to fight his sister. Yeah. Who both of them can apparently not freeze in space and <laughs> breathe in space. That was my only thing. I was like, we, we already know from when uh, Leia Poppins went into space, she froze. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I had a coworker who would slowly wheel our chairs towards each other with our finger outstretched because we were being Leia Poppins <laughs> towards each other. <laughs> wow. Anyway, our number two, our top two. These are our top two. Yeah. T Obi Wan. Yeah, T.O.B. 1 was was good. It was I liked the animation on this one. It was very, like, I don't know, cutesy, I guess. Mega Man, Astro Mega Boy. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was very, very, like, just if Pinocchio was in Star Wars, this is what it would be. Partway through, Alan was like, this doesn't even feel like Star Wars. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. 
yeah, I enjoyed it. It did very much go into Star Wars at a certain point. And yeah. I like the idea that like anybody can be a force wielder. And it was very similar to Luke's story in A New Hope. So mm-hmm. it had a lot going for it. Yeah. Yeah. What's number one? Number one is The Duel. The Duel. Which was episode one. So we started <laughs> on a high note and stayed yeah. there. So why do you think this one stood out? I mean, I... The first, being the first episode that we watched, I think it was, um, you know, it was a, a good introduction to the series, and the animation was awesome. It was very, so Japanese, I guess. Like, if you're wanting that whole Japanese anime feel, this is the one uh, for you. And the the characters were awesome. The fight scenes were great. The lightsabers were so cool. It was a cool episode. And Lucy Liu. And Lucy Liu. I know this is the one where like this is the only student who paid attention to the assignment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they really did mix the whole samurai aspect with Star Wars in this one, which is kind of what the show said it was setting out to do. So Yeah. And like thinking about it more, um, this was the episode where I'm like, I wish I learned more knew more about the characters. Whereas the other ones I'm like, uh, not really. <laughs> yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Yeah, let us know uh, if you feel that there was an episode that we rated low that you would have rated differently or let us know what your favorite episode is. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where can they do that? They can write us on Instagram or they can write in at magichavocpro at gmail.com. Yeah. Awesome. So do you have a favorite moment for this week? For this week? Um, it's not really Disney related, but I guess it tells you guys what my personality type is. So I'm, I'm traveling for work this week and I love packing. <laughs> so, oh uh, like when John came over right now, he was just like, Oh, I'm not surprised that you already have everything packed up ready for your trip tomorrow. Like, yeah, I already had it packed up like four days ago. So, uh, yeah, every time I go on vacation, I just love packing. Freak. <laughs> Uh, my favorite moment is twofold. Number one, I bought the cutest Java plushie. <laughs> but to go with my Java plushie, Alan bought me the Porg plushie. Yeah. So now I'll pair those with my Ewok. Yeah. Yeah, I was fortunate to find a reservation, like, last minute to go on a Saturday at Disneyland. Um, so, yeah, I guess just one pointer if you do want to. Because all the weekends right now at Disneyland or Disney Resort, are booked up in October. Um, but keep checking. People usually cancel or or whatnot. So, yeah, not all hope is lost. Yeah. Many days have opened up, like, day of or night yeah. before. But uh, that's it for today because we are getting ready to go to Freeform's Halloween Road, which we are excited to talk about next week yeah, with you. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun, and we'll share some pictures. Yeah, we're going so late tonight. I'm I know. so tired, but we're still going to make it. We're, we're going to do it for the fans. We're going at 10 p.m. on Sunday, and I have to be <laughs> in Ventura by 8.30 tomorrow morning, yeah. which is quite a drive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for listening. Check us out on our other shows, uh, Hanging with the Hollowells, our Once Upon a Cult, or next week for the crowd check out our thread list which is in our link tree on um instagram and we will see you next week yeah see you next week bye bye, bye.
Great show. Cover your ears. I put a spell on you. <laughs> 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 